vol noir des corbeaux sur nos plaines. Okay, we're back. One, two, three. We're back. We're back. All right. <laughs> There we go. We made it. We're, We're back. back. It is Brad and Ned back at the 55 doing the top five, five everything. And changing it one more one time. One more time because, God, I don't know. I mean, what, Change what, it, baby, one more time. Yeah. What were we going to do? It was like like top yeah, five. Exactly. Uh, We're, yeah. Upholstery so, patterns. So t top five may be back. Yeah, it will be. I'm, and, I think it will. And then Brad at the 55. Uh, probably, probably. I mean, yeah. we, we, we made a sort of a, yeah. a, a passing uh, faint towards it. Uh, yeah. a we can few do, weeks it can happen again. Yeah. But apparently, we are going to change things up yet again. Uh, we don't have a name. And I. Uh, well, we'll get on that. We'll get on it. We'll, we'll come up with a name. We'll Before I post this, we'll come up with a name so I can. <laughs> we can get our listeners to submit requests. Yeah, yeah, basically. It'll be like nobody. No, no, I have a, I have a friend in Halifax who, oh, okay. who listens. Well, yeah, because because when I posted those last two episodes, he he got, contacted me on Facebook and was like, "I thought you guys were done, but you came roaring back with two episodes." So you know, <laughs> thank you, Hugh. Uh, that's Roy. Hugh, my friend, not Hugh, you, my child. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we'll come up with a name. Yeah. yeah. So so the new but theme. But explain what the theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was Sorry. before you interrupted. I I, I like talking. <laughs> so <laughs> that's bad. That's why I have a podcast. So bad. <laughs> Uh, our new theme is uh, World War Two. I mean, we're heading that way anyway. Yeah, we do. We were. World it was like, stuff. what should we do the next topic? Top five tanks. Something about World Top War Two. Top five light so night bombers. We, we do <laughs> like. When I say we like World War Two, yeah. like I don't. It was a tragedy. It was a human tragedy. Massive uh, I think, I think tragedy. We, uh, we, but we acknowledge that. I think we can probably both agree the one of the most definitely the fundamentally most important moment of the twentieth century. Probably yeah, uh, one of that, um, Janet Jackson's nip slip. No, that was 21st Pretty century, good. wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was, was 21st yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I think World yeah. War II is still resonating into the 21st century. Much like opposed, the nip slip. I don't know if that's resonating. I, I think, think I think that brought the end to Janet Jackson's career. Really? I think she had. I think she had a second act in her. She had a second. Yeah, yeah. Contra Fitzgerald. There are second acts in American Life. Unless you let your nipple appear on the Super Bowl halftime show. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a few podcasts here. Yeah, I think we'll World War Two. World War Two. Now, the way I envision this as is a sort of like a an audio World War Two Wikipedia, or sort of the audio version. I ever tell you about. Uh, my um, operation, not Market Garden, uh, Desert uh, Desert Storm trading cards. There must have no. been like a, a trading card fad back in the very early nineties. Because when so who was on the Desert Storm? Like well, this is the Norman thing. Norman Schwarzkopf. Well, you, there was a Norman Schwarzkopf. Wow. Everybody was on them. Like there was, there was like there were countries, there were hardware, there were personalities, really? there were sort of abstract concepts were, were on these trading cards. I gotta bring them in sometimes and show them to you. Yeah. I feel a little I feel a little weird about um, having, you know, the sort of like trading cards. Trading cards this kitsch Yeah, connected to, you know, yeah. again, human tragedy. Yeah. But I do, and I was a, I was an avid collector. I did not get the complete set. So that's probably I think that speaks more to my uh, moral vacuity. No, I would think the moral vacuity of conflict after World War Two. Or after oh. Vietnam. In that oh, you yeah. know, conflicts okay. become in our to many of us very bloodless. It doesn't touch yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, like the Second World War touched everybody in nations that were engaged in it. And yeah. in many cases nations that weren't engaged in it. 
Yeah, it although, was still influenced. Although, I mean, the way it touched is very different. Like, the way the way North American countries reflect I'm, on World I, War II. I totally II acknowledge It's different from the way Britain reflects on I, World War II, I, which is very different from the way, you I know. I totally acknowledge yeah. that. But it does, it did touch everybody. Yeah. And I don't think the Persian Gulf War touched everybody in almost any way whatsoever. No, unless and they unless they have to pick up a set of uh, trading, trading cards, cards yeah. became really important yeah. in that way. So I think we have sort of. Uh, I like what now, you did there. That now was... I think the arm. Now I think armed conflict is like something you make into trading cards. Yeah, because at one time. Well, it certainly was wasn't any serious. any way sort of a, a people's war. Yeah. No, and there, no there wars hasn't are been. anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and again, since since Vietnam, when they yeah. got rid of the draft. Yeah, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a professional soldiery, but also the, the the conflicts now have a have a moral, they lack a moral compass, they they lack, uh, they all have an enemy, no illusions there, but they don't have a nice pure, the pure evil well, I mean, of, of of like well, certainly Germany you're, you're never gonna have fascist Italy, you're never gonna have yeah. an enemy the way you did in World War Two. No. Although, but I mean, you're saying like they have an enemy. I mean, the thing I remember most, and, and we're jumping to the second Iraq war now, mm -hmm. is that, like, for so much of the time after 2003, nobody was really sure exactly who, who we were the enemy? fighting. Somebody in, was in killing Iraq. people. Somebody yeah. was killing but, American but soldiers. Nobody was exactly sure who, who it was. was. Yeah. yeah. Remember the group? It was like the Fedayeen? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they were the one Fedeen, of them. And there was but the Batter now, Brigade. Yeah, but and, they're all yeah. kind of gone now. Or they yeah. became ISIS. Or they became... Or they, yeah, just... Something else. Went like, back to their day jobs. Yeah, right? it was yeah. just sort of, yeah, weird stuff. Uh, okay, anyways, so let's start... So we've talked about every war except World War Two. Yeah, let's, so uh, let's, let's start, start cracking up. So why don't, why don't you kick off? So, again, okay. the, the, the concept is... These are almost like Wikipedia entries on things related to World War II. So mine is literally a Wikipedia entry that I just copied down. Nice. I yeah. love it when you do that. There is you, one... Nobody summarizes a Wikipedia entry. <laughs> like me. With, so there with was... the passion, <laughs> the passion. and cogency <laughs> of Brad. So there was one book uh, written on this, um, on this specific subject, uh, I think called The Last Battle. But, uh, and basically this Wikipedia entry just sort of, uh, summarizes his yeah. book. Yeah, it's where, uh, it's where all the footnotes are. Ibid, Ibid, literally. Ibid, Ibid. Yeah, because yeah. there's yeah. really no one's researched this. Yeah. Uh, other than this guy who wrote this, but a great little thing to research. Okay, so, so what you're going to hear this, and you're going to be like, "Why haven't we made a movie about this yet?" Okay, yes, because this is the Battle of Castle Eiter, and this Spell battle Eiter for me. I T T. Hold on. Yeah. Let me. Look at my notes. I T T E R. Yes. Okay. So this I is also the folks at home can Wikipedia. This. Yeah. Yeah. So this is and uh, as much as we do. It's a sort of uh, Eastern Austria is where it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this battle has it all. There. Oh, nice! It's I like got, those at all. It's yes. got, singing, dancing. Uh, it's got tennis players. Nice. <laughs> it's got tennis players. It's got prime ministers and political leaders. It's got their wives. All it's, fighting? It's got enemies fighting with enemies against other enemies. Ooh, I it's like this. It's got it all. We're, we're going... And it has a remarkably small amount of bloodshed. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah so that's nice. I yeah. like that. In On the ally side, yeah. there is only one dead soldier, and he's actually German, which, I, which sort of spills the beans in how bizarre this conflict okay. and this battle is. So it was fought on the 4th and 5th of May of 1945. Right, I was going to say, this must be 1945. Yeah, this is yeah. where things are breaking down. Okay. So this sort of creates the backdrop of May of 45. I mean, Hitler's killed himself 
five days before. Uh, the war is going to be over on the 7th. So this is all sort of falling apart here. Yeah. Uh, or the 6th, sorry. And so... And, uh, I thought it was the 7th. Yeah, 7th. Sorry, seven. you're right. Yeah. Seven. And so uh, the SS is uh, still in control in a lot of areas of... Well, basically the SS is the only thing that's controlling things that are still under the control of Nazi Germany. Right. Um, you know, the citizenry, a lot of the police forces, and in certainly many cases, the Wehrmacht. So the German army, or the German yeah. armed forces outside of the SS, are either retreating or surrendering or trying to like get like throw away the uniforms. They know what's going on. And the SS is still trying to commit genocide. It's still trying to. Like, oh, are they still? Are they still? Oh yeah, anywhere they, you know, control the uh, camp, they're still yeah. trying to kill no, Jews. No, is it, so it's this kind of like desperate, like you know, if we're going down, we're taking you down, uh, or this just this of... the, the delusion that like, oh no, yeah. no, we can still win this. We can right. still win nah. it. I'm like, you are so delusional. Yeah, you know, or we I mean, can... when when Hitler's figured it's over, you well, know, he's killed himself. I yeah. think you're, I yeah. think you're good here. Um, so the SS is sort of ranging through the areas of, uh, still controlled by Nazi Germany and settling scores or trying to, you know, use their, you know, fear tactics to sort of elicit some measure of control or they're trying in the case of Castle Eiter, they're trying to, uh, use the people in the castle as bargaining chips. So that leads me to what is Castle Eiter. And who's in there. And who's in there. So Castle Eiter, again, it's a castle in eastern yeah. Austria. Uh, and in, during the Second World War, it was made into a prison camp for VIPs. Oh, okay. okay. So in May of '45, who's in this prison camp? So uh, Edouard de la Dare, French Prime Minister. I was just going to say, I knew that name. Yeah. Paul Couldn't Ren remember who it was, but I did recognize the name. Paul yeah. Renault. Okay, yeah. Prime Minister. Uh, Maxime, Every French Prime Yeah, yeah. They surrendered. Leon Blum. They surrendered. <laughs> Jack Chirac's yeah. in there. <laughs> uh, Emmanuel Macron. <laughs> yeah. He's, for going back, he's yeah. got some yellow vests through him. Yeah. Uh, Maxime uh, Vagon, uh, uh, French yep. general. Yeah, yeah. The one, the one who. Uh, Maurice Gamelin. Yeah, French general. There we go. This man, this is taking me back to, to our top five battles France. of World War Two. Yeah. 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 So they all ended up in Castle Eider <laughs> with their wives. Oh, God. with their wives. So oh, their this spouses is a are in there. Oh, this is great. Yeah, uh, a person named Marie Agne uh, Caillou. Caillou, the daughter. Ca yeah, ca yeah, Fred Caillou. Yeah, not Fred Caillou. Yeah, uh, the sister of Charles de Gaulle. Oh my God! They've She's got de Gaulle's sister in there. She's oh, in there. Now it's personal. Is what De Gaulle said. Is yeah, he, he probably did nothing. Did nothing and yeah. just you know started leveraging for the future. Yeah, uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Francois de la Roque, who was a uh, right wing political leader. He had been part of the Vichy government for a while, yeah. and then he had sort of turned on Vichy and he was like, "This is stupid." Uh, it was like a never Trumper from the yeah yeah, yeah. like in the he, David Frum of uh, yeah the David. Yeah. Frum, I think that's yeah. probably an accurate rendition. Yeah, yeah. and so but, but he was very high profile. Uh, at the time, and so the Nazis wanted to, you know, get him out of the government, yeah. get him out of France, especially when they collapsed Vichy. So what do we do? We throw him in Castle Eider. And a gentleman by the name, and he features prominently in this story, uh, Jean Boratra, Boratra, sorry, Boratra, known as the uh, Bouncing Basque. <laughs> he is a tennis star of the 1920s and 30s, and, and by all accounts, a star. So he had won four Grand Slam men's singles tournaments in his life. 
nine Grand Slam doubles and five Grand Slam mixed doubles. He was a well-known yeah. French tennis star. Yeah. A very well-known French tennis star. Now, why have the Nazis locked up the tennis star? Because they're the first people you Yeah, absolutely. When you yeah. occupy a country. First, first they came for the tennis star. <laughs> the and first. I did nothing because <laughs> yeah. I played polo. <laughs> yeah. I didn't care. care for, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Boratra was um, part of the same political movement as Dara Rock. Okay, so he yeah. was like, like a conservative yeah, yeah. Uh, that was kind of like, well, you know, maybe the Nazis aren't half bad. And then they're yeah. like, no, they are totally bad. And uh, But again, not only was he, you know, a political leader within this movement in Vichy government, he was also he famous. Was, yeah, he was a known entity. He was right? a known yeah. entity, so they yeah. got to get rid of him. So they uh, turf him into Council Eiger. So it's May of 45. Do we have any sense on what conditions were like for the person? I think I, I they had them being quite nice. They had personal cooks. Okay, so they yeah, have that's... like a cook because the cook features into this as well. Okay, yeah, because that's already nicer than I don't think. House. And like they're there with their spouses, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, well, that's a, it's a mixed blessing, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Take my wife. <laughs> just, it's like a roast. You feel like Dean Martin's gonna come rolling in here shortly. Um, so yeah, I don't think conditions were yeah. atrocious. Yeah, no, they don't they sound atrocious. atrocious. Yeah, but they were gonna start getting atrocious. So the SS yeah. was controlling the uh, castle. And um, gras three nights in a row. Well, what is so this? going down? Yeah. Uh, at some juncture, uh, what happened was I'll truncate the uh, you know, the oh no, I actually want you to string <laughs> just sit this there out. and I'm read really, it. I'm really amused. Oh, I don't know, we can we can roll yeah. through this. Yeah. So, at some juncture, uh, they managed to the one of the uh, prisoners, one of the people, there's a lot of other like sort of not VIP prisoners who. Uh, who were there as well, but they did a lot of the labor around right. the castle. Yeah. So they cooked and they helped run the castle and things like this. And one of them volunteered to try and make it to a town, uh, Vorgel, this town, Austrian town, Vorgel, and uh, said, Well, I'll go there and, and uh, the Americans are coming, so I'll go there and I'll try and ma match up, meet up with the closest American patrols, tell them who's in this castle. And try and get them to send a relief force to to liberate the castle. Uh, that happened. So he took off, and uh, he ends up meeting up with uh, American troops of the of Thirty uh, Sixth Infantry Division in particular, and tells them, explains to them what's going on, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, like we need to go here. These are VIPs. We need to get these people." And so they send a relief force, and this relief force immediately gets pinned down. Uh, it can't get through. It can't fight through to the castle. Meanwhile, this is so Germany has enough has a sufficient force. They have enough to, of a force, and I think yeah. uh, none of this is. You're not getting our bouncing basque. Well, and this is something I think something that doesn't resonate in the Wikipedia page. That's yeah. maybe what we can add yeah. to yeah, this absolutely. podcast. Yes, original scholarship would be. I think you need to understand. It's May of 45. Everyone knows yeah. the war is over. <laughs> yeah. So no one's really looking. Nobody's at looking to get shot. <laughs> pressing the yeah. issue for the bouncing yeah. basque. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they do sort of, you know, they make an effort, but not a strong effort. Yeah. It's hard to say. Also, I mean. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't judge I think the it's Austrian. It's sort of mountainous terrain. Yeah, it's, it's probably easy yeah. to defend. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, back at the ranch at Castle Eider, yeah. uh, the, the head of the SS camp. He dies under some mysterious circumstances. That never really gets well explained. So the Germany. The German does. Yeah, okay, the Nazi yeah. does. And he, um, and the rest of the SS troops leave. So about 200 troops, and they just sort of take off. That was, yeah. Yeah. They just sort of evacuate the castle. 
At which point then, all the civilians in it say, well, let's break into the magazine, like where the ammunition and the weapons are stored, and let's arm ourselves. So they do this. I wouldn't do that. I would no, they, that. they did this. Wait, so the civilians isn't German civilians? Or no, the, it, oh, no. Oh, the, the, the prisoners. Yeah, it's there. The oh, okay. Minister, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I thought, I thought there was this, this grand cell of support nope. for, no, for the there third was no one really in, that, yeah. No one really in the castle, but the Fair prisoners enough. now. So the oh, prisoners okay. have now taken over the prison, essentially. Right. So they arm themselves and get themselves sort of suited, ready for whatever's to come. Yeah. Uh, back, uh, so now we kind of... Uh, they send another, I think they send another, um, uh, no, they finally meet up with a, uh, resist, they finally meet up with a re- Austrian. So the Americans have sort of tried to press the attack. They can't do it. Okay. So this, yeah. this phase of that American effort yeah, is right. not closed, but there's a second phase of the American effort, uh, near the city of Borgol, which is still yeah. under the SS control. And this is where it becomes very clear that the SS is wandering around executing people who are being defeatist. Okay? Right. Okay. And, um, but there's an Austrian resistance movement that has started and now. Maybe always existed. I don't know. Like, I can't say. Yeah. And I won't comment. But now it is definitely, like, up. And it's, and it's fighting. And it's actively fighting the SS. And within its ranks are a lot of Wehrmacht soldiers. Oh, really? Are so, done. so just, like, are done. Switching like, sides. Yeah, they're switched sides. Yeah. Like they're done. They want to get rid of the SS too. They want to end the war, and they probably yeah. see the fast way to end the war is actually to kill the SS. Uh, so uh, within this, um, I mean, it's probably an understatement to say, but the SS were probably dicks to everyone. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I imagine even amongst the there must have been a lot of resentment amongst the Wehrmacht. You know, the regular yeah. sort of Wehrmacht conscript against these swaggering dickholes. Uh, I would say, dude, yeah. probably you're right. Yeah. And, and so one of the ver- the leader of this uh, German army group, this small group yeah. that's taken up with the Austrian uh, resistance, is this gentleman by the name of Major Joseph Gangl, G A G L, G A N G L. Sorry, Gangl. Okay. Yeah. So Gangl is uh, he gets word of these people at Castle Eider, so he's like, okay, um, we should go rescue them. I don't have many soldiers. Like I have about 10 Wehrmacht soldiers and a handful of these Austrian resistance fighters and the SS. I'm trying to protect these Austrian civilians in this town uh, while the SS keeps coming in and raiding it and killing people. So I can't dedicate a lot to this. I think the first thing I'll do is go find the Americans. So he goes out to find the Americans as well. And he finds them quite quickly and he finds us. A uh, young army captain by the name of John C. Lee, known as Jack Lee. Okay. And good name. Lee good has name. a very yeah, a very old. You can see the American movie coming military. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Lee has a, a fairly sizable force. He's about four or five tanks. Uh, Under a captain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's probably a, well, be like a troop. Yeah. Probably okay. of yeah. tanks, but some infantry as well. And uh, he immediately, like without seeking any other directions, like, yep. Oh, let's do this. Let's go. Like, yeah. let's go and help. So they head off towards. Yeah, this is great. Like the highest ranking guy is a is a major and a captain. Yeah, turncoat. Turncoat. <laughs> yeah, who's and now a, and an American captain with a small group of tanks. Yeah, this is really oh, turning get, into a hell gets of a even movie. better. Yeah. Meanwhile, while this is happening, through the latter stages of the fourth of May, the afternoon. I hope the there's an SS May. general with a scar and a glass eye. I'm sure there was, but he yeah. didn't come up in the Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah. So. Uh, meanwhile, the SS has now decided we need to retake this castle because we need these prisoners. 
Yeah. We need them. That actually makes sense. Yeah, we need to like, leverage these yes. guys. Yes. So <laughs> they're looking for so a fairly sizable group of SS troops, probably numbers up to 200, 300, are counterattacking and fighting the um, the uh, prisoners uh, inside this um, inside this castle. So it's a bunch of septuagenarian French politicians versus the SS. <laughs> And their wives. <laughs> oh, nice. I hope and the bouncing basque. Yeah, I hope they're like improvising sort of like Home Alone style booby traps for the, for the SS. They're falling over marbles. <laughs> yeah. and, um, they do have an ally, though, inside the castle with them. Wait, the SS does or the... Uh... No, the uh, inside the castle. Okay. The, the, yeah. the prisoners. Yeah. They have an SS... Uh, I don't know what the rank is, like how it translates. Hopsturmfuhrer. I think it's a captain. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a captain. His name is Kurt Siegfried Schrader. So good. Yeah, it, you got to make a movie about this. Yeah. So he, so Schrader has apparently been in the castle for a few months, uh, yeah. convalescing from wounds he had received on the battlefield, yeah. and he has very much befriended a lot of the prisoners yeah. and, and their he, wives. If you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Schrader's yeah, anything like I remember. More into him. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I have constructed an elaborate, <laughs> elaborate like backstory yeah. to this. So, meanwhile, uh, so Schrader is there, and he's befriended a lot of these prisoners, and uh, definitely, wa- and now and wants to help them, actually. Yeah. So, he sort of uh, organizes them, to some degree, and takes a leadership role in defending the castle against the SS. Hmm. Fascinating already. Yeah. Things are, great things are happening. So there's fighting going on here. So what kind of what like what kind of arm? You probably small arms. Probably yeah, it's small all small arms. arms. Yeah. There's no. I yeah. think the I think the attack trebuchets. So the so I think the SS definitely on their counterattack had sanity tank guns because yeah. we'll find out here later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they do have sanity tank guns. So they Sorry, have some some point. small heavy weapons, but no nothing like artillery, no tanks. Yeah. Uh, and all the prisoners have and and Schrader are just small arms that they took in the castle. Uh, meanwhile, so Lee and uh, Gangel are now coming with their merry band of tanks and about, uh, you know, maybe, you know, 60-something American troops and about 10 Wehrmacht troops. Yeah. And I think one or two Austrian resistance fighters have joined them as well. Yeah. And uh, they're fighting off uh, a couple of, like, uh, counterattacks or a couple of ambushes. They get to a bridge. The bridges, they get one tank across and they can't get the rest of the tanks. So they get a tra- tank and a truck across. But nothing else to get across the bridge. It's, it's too unstable. Uh, so they get, you know, what ends up getting across is one tank, about 16 American troops, and about 10 Wehrmacht troops. That's all that gets across this bridge. Does the bridge collapse as one of the tanks is going across? Uh, I think it was still in place. Or does the, does the last tank get across and the bridge collapse? collapses immediately after? Let's say that. Yeah, I think so. Because that's yes. more fun. Yes. Regardless, and it's over a ravine. Regardless, Lee does not feel comfortable bringing the rest of Whether it's yeah. still standing yeah. or it dramatically collapses dramatically, as the last yes, angle. Which is over, obviously what happened. Lee does not want to bring any more forces across. Fair enough. So with this small group of about 26, 27 troops, I guess it's you know the 16 Americans plus Lee, so 17. The 10 Wehrmacht plus Gangl, so you have 11 there. And I think two Austrian resistance fighters. They press on to the castle. And they manage to fight their way to the castle and get into the castle and help with the defense of the castle, which now continues on into the 5th of May. Uh, the fighting is fairly fierce, although not there's not really, I don't know how many fatalities on the SS side, but um, uh, 
not really a lot of fatalities so far on the Allies' side. And I use that. Well, they're in a freaking castle. Uh, yeah, there's still, like, you know, 88mm shells coming in and yeah. stuff. Because the Germans do have, like I say, as many tanks. Because yeah. they do end up knocking out the one tank that came in. Oh. They end up destroying it. Oh. Um, the but crew, the guys in the crew escapes, okay? oh, but with some wounds, I think, yeah. they escape. Is it like in, in the old G.I. Joes, whenever, like, a, a Cobra aircraft would get would get destroyed, you would always see the parachute. Parachute. Like, see the yeah, parachute. Parachute. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. So, they get in there. Uh, they send out another guy. Uh, they send out someone to, like... Or, no, sorry. Uh, so, Lee's troops now know... Like, Lee has troops that are on their side yeah. of the bridge. So they've gone back and said, listen, we've got to press ahead. Now there's American troops in there. We've got to press in and, and rescue them here. This SS force is apparently trying to retake the castle. So they are coming. And Lee knows they're coming. But Lee uh, is afraid of them being ambushed. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, trouble like you described. It's like, you know, mountain passes and stuff yeah, like yeah. this. And he wants to sort of, you know, pass on information to them in terms of the, you know, the, the structure of the SS forces and blah, blah, blah. So he kind of wants to get some information to them, and he has no radio equipment with him. He can't communicate with them on radio. This is where Jean... Pigeons? No, no. This is where you need a bouncing bass. Yes, you do! So Jean Borathra, uh, the bouncing bass tennis player, volunteers to go and uh, link up with the Americans and bring them back. Uh, now, brief, just brief them as to the composition of the SS forces, yeah. what's going on. Just as a point of clarification. Sure. During this entire battle and during his mission, he is wearing tennis whites and a pair of Stan Smiths, so, right? So, when you go to the Wikipedia page, he is in tennis whites. Like, yes, of course he is. A picture of him yeah. playing. But, like, not, but not tennis <laughs> whites of today. Like, the full no, no, long yeah, pants. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like you're going with, to a with, garden With, like, party. A, a cricket a sweater. sweater. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's shoulders. awesome. Yes. And not Stan Smiths. What are the... Um, what are the tennis shoes? Is it um, oh, Rod Lavers? No, let's, sure. let's call them Rod Lavers. Yeah, your, yeah. your, your, yeah. your knowledge is yeah, okay. extensively yeah. mine. So uh, all accounts of Borathra's exit from the castle yeah. use the term vaulted the castle wall, which I love. Oh, yes. So he vaults the castle wall, takes off, meets up with the... With the I am American. worried about this, the, you know, the secureness of these castle walls. <laughs> yeah, if you can... Or like, them. Freaking forty-five-year-old Frenchman can can like vault over them. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. So they get he gets over the castle wall. He meets up with the American troops, tells them exactly what needs to be done, and then volunteers to come back and fight with them. So he apparently dons an American uniform, gets a weapon, and joins them coming back. Uh, The rest of this becomes a bit anticlimactic. The American forces get there. Uh, They soundly defeat overwhelmingly defeat the SS forces that were attacking the castle. Uh, most of the SS troops surrender. There is only one fatality on uh, the Allies' side. It's not Gangle? It's Gangle. Oh, I yeah. didn't want it to be Gangle. I kind of wanted it to be Schrader. Yeah. I thought it would be nice if Schrader died, because clearly Schrader had done some pretty freaking awful things earlier on in the war. So SS this was soldier, his, yeah, this is his chance to seek redemption. Yeah. He does, and he dies heroically. Yeah. Gangle's just like, Gangle seems like a, he's, a you know, the good German. Yeah, I he's, air quotes around that. But yeah, I mean, he's trying, yeah, he's already been fighting with the Austrian yeah. resistance for a while. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I missed that one point. At, at some juncture, uh, there a few a small relief force from this town of Vorgol show up as well, but no more than like five or six Austrian resistance fighters. Yeah. Like maybe one more soldier. Yeah. The real relief force is the Americans that come in, yeah. escorted by uh, by uh, Boratra. Uh, Gangel is killed. Uh, How was he killed? He was know? killed actually in a very dramatic fashion, uh, shielding um, one of the uh, French prime ministers. Oh, which from, one? I think uh, Vega. Or not Vega. I think no, uh, Re- uh, Renault. Nice. Or, or his wife. Or his wife. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Schrader gave him the, Schrader. Gave yeah. him the yeah. inside yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. This is where you want to convalesce. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's yes. so awesome yeah. here. Uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, Gangel is killed, uh, sadly. Um, Lee is well decorated for this because he showed a lot of personal initiative. Uh, the French really decorate him, obviously, because yeah. he helps save, you know, yeah. so many of their generals' lives and their former prime ministers and their their wives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just got, it's like the um, it's like that Gilbert and Sullivan and so do sisters and whatever they, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. Um, it's not it's not modern major general. No, the Mikado. No, it's uh, no. it's um, HMS Pinafore. Or HMS Pinafore. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, you know yeah. the song. I, I know. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, there we are. Gangle, uh Now apparently looked into it a bit. He is a. I don't know if he's a. Probably not a household name in Austria, but he is definitely a hero in Austria. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. So he's a hero yeah. in Austria. There's a street in the town of Orgel named after him, uh, and he's uh, at least revered in the town and the area yeah. of Orgel and. Castle Eider, which still exists. Castle Eider still exists. I kind of want to go see it. I want to see the. Like I say, Lee was decorated by you know, American and French uh, governments for his. I hope he was called a loose cannon by uh, yeah. his commanding officer. Hand in your gun and your badge, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, he was decorated for his actions, and uh, yeah, that's it. The Battle of Castle Eider. So, you not obviously. Uh, significant just like, so, in terms of the historical so the battle starts on the fourth of well, on the fourth. Yeah, so there's fighting uh around the fourth of May, ends on the fifth of May. Ends on the fifth of May. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so the American Relief Force shows up on the late on yeah. the fifth of May. Yeah. And the battle goes oh, This, this really is a it's a good one. So I mean again, uh, small battle, not a lot of strategic and this is not Normandy by all country mile. The numbers are not huge. I mean, the SS forces made them. No, but it's great. Two two fifty. The Allied forces, even with the prisoners, probably never number more than 50, 60. Yeah. But it's the only time that we know of that German, not German like resistance fighters, not German, you know, uh, uh, refugees or whatever. No, German Wehrmacht uniformed. German army forces fought side by side with American yeah, forces. Yeah, I had never heard of that. I mean, I could imagine, like, at that stage in the war, you know, a lot of Wehrmacht guys just freaking taking uh, off their uniforms. And, and just and went home. Walk, going home. Yeah, yeah, tried to go home. Or just walked into prison camps. Or yeah. just, yeah, just been yeah, like, But to actually take up arms and fight against the SS, yeah. that's something. That's yeah, a that joke. is. Yeah, that's that is. Thing. I mean. So, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, Americans, uh, British, and French fighting side by side against the SS. That is including a, a tennis star. A tennis star. Uh, yeah. So, do do we know what happened to? Uh... Yeah. Well, I think he lived on into the sixties, like into old age, into the sixties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There wasn't a lot more uh, on his page about uh, him after the Second World War. I think he got involved in politics. I bet he got involved in like the OAS. You know, yeah, exactly. I bet there was, I bet there was something sketchy Some, and right wing like, in his, like in his, fighting yeah. in uh, Algeria. Or yeah, exactly. Like 
Um, yeah, not much uh, more on any of these characters. Schrader survived. Uh, everyone else survived but Gangle. I mean, I think there was probably yeah. some SS death casualties on the other yeah. side. But, I mean, who cares about them? They're the super bad guys anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better villain. I mean, it's that's the other thing. Yeah. It's like everybody else has given up the war, but the goddamn SS is going to assist it's on still is going to try uh, and... We can, we can still kill. We'll fight it out. We'll, we'll kill just, a few people. Yeah. We'll take these VIPs prisoners and leverage them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Good story. Let, let's wrap it up, and um, we'll reconvene next week. And we'll talk again. And we'll talk again. All right, so this has been whatever we're calling this latest iteration <laughs> of, of the podcast. Great. Good night, everybody. <laughs>